0: people say that where there's life there's hope and i have no quarrel with that but i also believe the reverse there is hope therefore i live stephen king revival hey justin
1: hey kayla what's up
0: oh, not much
1: <laughs> just uh enjoying Same your favorite stuff. cocktail uh, a corp reviver <laughs>
0: right (laughs) not this time but now it's like "Hmm, i might need to try something like that (laughs) our power did go out uh, a couple times this week so uh maybe somebody on our block was messing around with electricity a little bit trying out some experiments or things
1: yeah
0: that seems (laughs) it seems about right Uh, we're talking about revival which came out in 2014 it's uh one of the it's the only book that kind of interrupts the bill hodges trilogy so it's uh it's kind of happened it's happened right after mr mercedes so it's kind of interrupting that uh little spree there but i really like this book a lot
1: (laughs) yeah had, had you read this one before
0: no i really didn't know anything about it what about you
1: no uh yeah, this, I, yeah, I, I, I was pretty unaware of this one until, uh, you know, until we were getting close to reading it. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't know much about it. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of gleaned just from reading the cover description or whatnot, that it was kind of, uh, King's take on the Frankenstein tale, which I think holds, holds true, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, kind of a sprawling course to get there
0: absolutely um i know i kept i try really hard not to read a lot of reviews before we start reading books especially if i don't know a lot about them but just like a quick glance through goodreads i saw like lovecraftian frankenstein and i was like okay this is an interesting you know take for stephen king um and I love the different influences throughout this book. We we get, like you mentioned before, the kind of uh, Frankenstein monster creation, playing with electricity thing. Uh, we get the cosmic horror Lovecraftian ending. Um, and we also get a reference to the great god Pan, which is a story by, um, uh, Ar- wait, is it Alfred? <laughs> Macon, uh, Arthur Macon, yep and uh which is one of the stories that I actually wrote my thesis on so I was really excited about that
1: <laughs> yeah cool
0: yeah it was very nerdy to see that and get really excited about it but fun stuff
1: um speaking of Lovecraftian have you seen the trailer for the new HBO show Lovecraft Country
0: yes it
1: looks fantastic Um,
0: it looks amazing i read the book and the book is good but the show looks somehow better than the book so yeah
1: i'm pretty much down for anything that jordan peele is involved with these days so
0: absolutely yeah it's gonna be awesome so i i'm a big lovecraft reader um and so i i'm really excited for the show and and i really liked the ending of the stephen king book too
1: yes yes uh so yeah, you know, the rare the rare programming these days that isn't based on a Stephen King work.
0: <laughs> right. It's it is kind of shocking how it's based on another writer. What? That's so weird. There's other writers writing books that you can based off of stuff off of so strange.
1: Yeah, we actually we saw the trailer and Rebecca didn't know a lot about it and she went, Is that a Stephen King thing? It's like, <laughs> no, this one this one's actually not. <laughs>
0: I know for once it's crazy, right? But good guess.
1: <laughs> um anyway, uh do you want to give a quick revival account before uh <laughs> before we get into the details?
0: Yes. Um Reverend uh, Charles Jacobs forms a relationship with Jamie Morton. Um they live in a small town. Um and the Reverend lives a really happy life. He's got a beautiful wife, son, everybody in the town loves him. Um, But Jacobs actually loses his wife and son in a really terrible accident. And he gets up on his pulpit one Sunday and basically proclaims atheism and leaves town. Um, And so Jamie grows up and he falls into an addiction. Uh, He's got a job as a uh, um, studio manager, uh, musician, and he remains interested in Jacobs. And so... They keep running into each other and Jamie learns that Jacob has continued continuing kind of dabbling in his electricity experiments. Um, And he actually cures Jamie of his addiction at one point. Um, However, Jamie starts experiencing these really weird side effects and he actually meets with other people who have supposedly been cured by Jacobs who are also experiencing Some really weird, uh, very violent side effects. Um, And Jacobs actually has Jamie help him with his final experiment, which is where the Frankenstein bit comes in, uh, to try to revive a woman with his electrical um, shocks. (laughs) And he's going to revive her after she dies and try to find out what's on the other side. Um, That's what she's seen, what she saw after she died. Um, turns out what's on the other side is a chaos universe uh, called the null that's run by evil beings who torture humans. <laughs> so,
1: <Yeah. laughs> torture the people who have yeah. died
0: and Look forward to, yeah, it's really horrible. Um, so Jacobs has a stroke and dies and Jamie has to go on with the rest of his life, knowing that this is possibly what happens after you die. And it's pretty wild. <laughs> it's very crazy
1: yeah absolutely uh you there kayla
0: oh yes sorry Uh, i think i kind of left out for a second but uh um it's the book is weird it starts off like this very um kind of like I think about the body or starts off kind of like some of the nice child character uh, characterizations in it uh, where stuff starts off as like a nice coming of age story. But then toward the very end, you're like, okay, this is getting really suspenseful. You go on and on. And then it just is like, bang, this crazy, violent, cosmic horror fear fest. And it's a a little bit of a shocker.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it kind of it it moves along at a nice pace and I think, you know, I, I sometimes we uh you know, some sometimes I think we both feel that some of his books are uh too long and could have used um some more editing, but I think this one, this one felt like it was really the like the perfect appropriate length uh for the story he wanted to tell. Agreed. Um, you know, it kind of it moves on and it, it covers a lot of time, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. it kind of jumps from him, uh, from him being a young child to then, um, you know, then I think we meet up with him again sometime in his twenties or thirties. And then, mm-hmm. then it kind of jumps, you know, like about 10 years or so from each point, uh, forward thereafter. Yes. Um, so it covers a lot of ground, but, uh, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it, it does it at a, at a, like nice pace um and like you said up until the very end when everything just goes to hell
0: yeah it just it's really crazy um i do really like the structure of the book like you said it the pacing is really nice um we're getting to follow jamie a little bit and we get to catch up with uh reverend jacobs as well who <clears throat> goes through kind of different uh phases almost in his electrical experiments uh, of course he starts off as like the beloved reverend and at one point he's doing like this weird revivalist um, healing uh tour which is you know probably you know one of the double meanings of the title revival um, yeah. and so you get to kind of see him as he's going along and jamie is slowly learning more and more about what Jacobs has been up to um, and the kind of path of destruction almost in his wake, even though he's done some really good things of curing people of their addictions and other issues, but those people just are tormented. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really cool to see that build over time. I think King does a really good job with that.
1: It is. Yeah, it is cool. It's uh, it's what, Believe the professional wrestling term for it would be a heel turn. Um, <laughs> we, uh, you know, he he starts off as like such a uh, liked and respected character when he's when he's the pastor or the the reverend, and uh, and you know, we just kind of slowly see him become more and more corrupt and obsessive
0: in this mm-hmm. goal. Yeah. Oh, but oh, it's so good. I just really like this book a lot. <laughs> I really like it um what did you think about i mean we all talk about the ending all the time but uh what did you think about the coming of age story part of it uh
1: you know i liked it i i will say there's there's like a that to me is like the biggest like gap in the book where there's you know it kind of it jumps from the um jumps from basically the car accident where the the reverend's um wife and son die and then the next time we see jamie he's um you know in his 20s or 30s and has this drug habit mm-hmm. and we fill we fill in a little bit of the backspace in terms of you know like him learning the guitar and mm-hmm. and getting getting his first girlfriend and stuff but that still was like and a, re- a really dramatic jump to me to to go that far ahead in time with um you know without filling in like the 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 teenage years or the early 20s yeah
0: it is interesting and i think the the kind of the shift that they take from after reverend jacobs gives this really uh powerful and very devastating speech about how he's an atheist now in front of his church um I feel like that's kind of the loss of innocence of Jamie, even though Jamie is maybe six or seven at that point. He's really young, so likely he wouldn't be able to really understand much of what's going on. But yeah, after Jacobs leaves, we kind of just drop off from Jamie for a long time, which is a little strange. Um, but like you said, we do get kind of those, those really sweet moments where he learns how to play the guitar. It's so King-like to just give you this... yeah inside of this person and you end up really liking him
1: yeah it is it it is yeah it's nice it's nice when he kind of cuts back to those moments um but yeah i i think uh in the the early part of the book where jamie's a kid um you know we also we see a lot about his um about his family and Mm. then uh, you know after that they kind of really fall away and like there's some occasional lines uh Mm -hmm. you know about like oh. this one died, or this one, you know, this one's doing this thing now in Hawaii. And,
0: mm-hmm. uh, and,
1: and, you know, we do, and we do have that one scene where he kind of goes back home for the family reunion. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, yeah, it's kind of strange because we, uh, feel like a lot about his, the rest of his family right off the bat. And then, um, then they kind of like fade away. Um, uh, yeah.
0: That's true. And some of it, I think like his sister who was killed um in a domestic violence um situation. Right, yeah. Um so he does think about her toward the end where he's like, I really I want to know where my sister is, you know, what's what's happened with her after she's died. Um so that kinda comes back into it later. But you're right, the rest of his family kind of <laughs> kinda drops off a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. It was- What did you, um, so, so you mentioned the, the kind of revival tent preacher thing, but before (laughs) that, when we see Jacobs, he's, uh, he's basically like a carnival barker. um, Oh
0: yeah.
1: and isn't, am I, there's, I think there's even a reference to Joyland in there, isn't there? Doesn't he say (gasps) that he worked at Joyland for a a while, uh, which, which is entertaining. And, you know, that's one of the kind of fun things about doing, doing this in the, in, in the sequential order, Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah so what did you think about that stretch where he's kind of uh just a basically a carnival huckster
0: <laughs> I, I really I like um that he's got this like pastor's charisma and he finds a way to do that as an atheist <laughs> yeah and yeah I, I really I like this clever. part of the book I, mm-hmm. this
1: was, I think that stretch was probably like my favorite part of the whole book
0: oh yeah I thought it was really clever um And it it was just interesting to see, like, the kind of he's scheming quite a bit in those scenes. Yeah. um, But he's just trying to really fuel this passion that he has for this kind of electroshock treatment that he's working on. Um, And so it's really interesting that he's doing this and using this talent to do something really nefarious behind the scenes. Well, not, you know, at first he's not meaning it to be nefarious, but he, it, of course is going to end up being bad so i mean there's no way that it's not going to end up being a bad idea
1: yeah yeah it it is it is funny um some of the descriptions of you know like his magic photography Mm -hmm. uh techniques and everything you know i'm reading those and i'm like i'm not an electrical engineer but i have taken a lot of physics courses and (laughs) A lot of this doesn't really make sense, but (laughs) but I'll roll with it for the purposes of the story.
0: Oh, man. It's so interesting to have you on here, who has such a different... um base of knowledge than i do because i'm just like okay and just like go along with it because i have no idea but if he made like an incorrect reference to something i'd be like oh my gosh yeah bears well
1: well, no exactly right and this and this is the kind of thing where i'm not of an enough of an expert to say uh you know like no that's flat out wrong but but i'm like (laughs) yeah i don't think that's the way it works Uh, yeah
0: we've we've seen king get a little bit uh creative with his science yeah
1: no and yeah like like we talked about in his early books he had a few like medical claims that were just flat out uh (laughs) (laughs) literary malpractice we'll say but and and he's actually gotten a little he's got he got quite a bit better in terms of those and i wonder Mm -hmm. if it's you know his um his chief researcher actually began his career as a physician as a physician's assistant and uh and I think, I, I I don't think he does that anymore. I think now he just works for old Steve. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I suspect that um, once he came on board, it kind of brought him in line with his outlandish <laughs> medical claims.
0: <laughs> yes. It helps to have a lot more oversight sometimes when you're writing a book like this. <laughs> so, so people yeah. are like, no, no, you can't, you can't say that. That's dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> although, yeah, I do like to imagine like, what an interesting turn that guy's life took. Um, I I think his name is Russ Russ door or something like that. But Mm. uh, he uh, you know, he's a guy who presumably he went, went to school for a few years to be a physician's assistant. And then, then you wake up one day and you're researching tanks and rocket launchers for Stephen King.
0: So cool. Oh, the dream, right? Yeah. (laughs) What
1: a, what a turn.
0: Right. Oh, if only. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool.
1: Um, well, what did you... So I think the main thing that people really talk about with this book is the like, what the hell, holy shit ending. Um, oh, yes. <laughs>
0: what
1: What do you think? What did you think of that?
0: So I'm a huge fan of cosmic horror subgenre in horror anyway. Um, <clears throat> I, I find it very scary. And so I, I love it, but I also hate it because that's probably what I find like deeply terrifying is... The idea that um, we're alone in the universe. Um, or if we're not alone, it doesn't give a crap about us at all. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we often tend to think that the universe revolves around us or there's some sort of benevolent being there to care for us. But the idea that it's actually really terrifying um, is deeply troubling. And so this ending just... it. You you can feel it coming when the woman Mary, who they revive, starts speaking, and you're like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I don't want to see this. Um, but I I loved it. I thought the suspense when Jacob's you know is kind of making this deal with Jamie that Jamie's going to help him in this one last experiment that he has to do um as soon as that kind of negotiation begins you just feel it getting worse and worse yeah
1: absolutely once once that kind of yeah once that faustian bargain is set uh, up you you know that it's not going to go well
0: no but it's very suspenseful so you know something horrible is going to happen it's not going to go well but when mary who's been revived opens her mouth and this old god called mother is starting to speak through her and describe and show what's happening in this kind of other side where humans are just being tortured and you see their friends and family like calling out to them like it's so terrible help me and it's just it's devastating and it's very scary um and knowing and kind of getting the sense the whole time that the people that jacobs has helped over time have been you know going slightly insane or super insane and homicidal the whole time uh after their experience with him and you know that they've probably gotten a glimpse of this on the other side oh it's so scary it's so good it's probably to me one of king's like scariest portions that he's written um i found it very scary
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i'm um I'm fine with the idea of death, you know, just being well, you die and then you're mm-hmm. you put in the ground or you're turned into ashes or whatever and then that's that, there's nothing else. I'm not cool with the idea of having giant ant overlords who
0: Yes you know, keep
1: you in chains and whip you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, it's very scary. And I I yeah, I I've read the uh Cthulhu uh stories and everything about, you know, these these beings that are uh cruel and don't really care about our existence at all we're so small to them um and then this was even worse because they do really care
1: yeah they, very they care just not in a good way at all yes yeah it's
0: uh it's very disturbing but yeah i, um...
1: I, I did also like i liked how jacob's final experiment kind of you know just set off this like kind of ripple effect or whatnot with a bunch of the other characters in the book where they all Mm. just meet horrible ends. Um, Yeah, You know, the, uh, the secretary lady out at the recording studio and Mm -hmm. then um, um, uh, Jamie's uh, first girlfriend and and her now partner, um, you know, it's just like chaos and
0: carnage across the board. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting how he handled it. But did you find it scary at all? Because I feel like that was the top comments I read in the reviews were like, this ending is so scary. But I was interested to see what you thought. No,
1: no, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't find it sc- I mean, I don't know. It's like, I, it, I don't know. Was I really supposed to find it scary with like the, <laughs> the ants.
0: Uh,
1: you know, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I think and I think we've talked about this I don't find really much of any like book or movie scary mm-hmm. um uh you know, all you have to do is look around the real world right now to to define scary true <laughs> but, true, uh, true um no I I thought it was I thought it was like I, I just left it because it was so off the rails and like mm-hmm. such a I, you know, I don't know. Sometimes the hard left turn thing just takes you straight into a tree. But other times it takes you to a really weird and interesting road. And uh, mm-hmm. that that was what I thought it did this time. I was like, whoa, uh, I did not see this coming because, you know, the rest of this book had like. Just very, you know, very minimal, kind of, like, supernatural type of stuff, mainly with Jacob's electrical cures and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I I did not see the giant monster things coming uh, into play here. Yes. So I liked it, but I liked it, but no. <laughs> the scary factor.
0: I think I'm just like, I think I really enjoy um, horror that is... Um, not so current events for and so maybe it was like a nice little escape almost (laughs) to be like oh this is a fun reimagining of what the afterlife will be like that's that's wild um but you're right king is is of course very highly criticized about his endings and sometimes i feel like he takes a risk and it doesn't work but this one i felt like he took a risk he knew his audience would know the references that he's making or, or kind of get the references that he was making to other horror stories that came before that he's always mentioned and brought up, but hasn't necessarily worked with a lot. Um, And I think he, I think he trusted us to roll with it. And, and I did, I, I saw it and I was like, okay, I appreciate this. You know, he talks about, Arthur making all the time and uh these different influences that he's had and and here they are. So <laughs> they're all hitting in one book. It's pretty wild. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it worked for me. You know, I think mm-hmm. I and I think he had done even though it was even though it was subtle and I didn't, you know, it wasn't something that I necessarily expected at first. Like looking back, I think he did a good job of setting up like that type of turn um mm-hmm. earlier in the book where it's like, you know, if you were reading like if you were reading uh mr mercedes and then at the (laughs) end a a giant insect overlord thing came out of brady you'd be like what the living hell is this right Uh, but this one you were like (laughs) this one you were like i didn't expect that but okay i'm i'm down with it like it it Mm -hmm. fits in fits in with the rest of the book
0: this is one of those books that i'd like to reread um because i'd like to go back and be able to see the steps that he's taking to get us there because i felt satisfied with the ending but i would like to to see again like how he's doing it as a writer kind of the the strings that he's pulling and the things that he's doing to get to that point would be uh i think worth a reread
1: yeah you're right i I bet i think there are probably more things in there than we appreciated the first time through in terms of setting up the idea of this uh horrible hellscape on the other side
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) um well now that we've discussed the horrible hellscape uh are you ready for crowns do you have (laughs) anything else
0: um no i don't think so
1: yeah uh you want to go
0: yeah um i give it four crowns um I, I really, I really enjoyed the process of going through this book. Uh, Like you mentioned before, it goes at a really good pace. Um, And I love the uh, respect and references that he gives to his uh, favorite influences instead of my, some of mine too. So it was, it was fun to see King try out kind of a Lovecraftian turn. So four crowns.
1: (laughs) Four crowns for you. Yeah. Um, I'm going three crowns and I don't, you know, I, I don't know. It's, three three and a half crowns i'll say three tonight um and i i enjoyed it uh you mm-hmm. know I, I had a good time getting through it um to me it, and it's i don't know it's probably not the most fair way to judge it but i just i really love the bill hodges trilogy and to uh. me this was this is just the book that interrupted the bill hodges trilogy <laughs> so i was just like okay yeah yeah like uh yeah let's let's get Let's get to the revival because uh I want, I want to get on to Finders Keepers. Um, makes so sense. that that might not have been, you know, I probably I probably would have appreciated it more if I had um, read it when it actually came out and you mm. know didn't didn't have Finders Keepers waiting on the waiting on the nightstand for me as soon as I finished this one. So
0: That so makes sense.
1: Um so I don't know. Might might not be the most fair way, but that's what I'm going <laughs> with. Three crowns.
0: Hey, it's our podcast and yeah. we can rate it however we want.
1: That's right. Yeah. If, uh, if, if anyone other than Stephen King has a problem with that uh, rating system, then keep your thoughts to yourself.
0: Yes. Right. And, you know, Stephen King, Steve,
1: Steve, if you do, um, yeah. if you have a problem with it, um, you're welcome to be our guest on the next, uh, you know, we'll, 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 give you a few minutes on the next podcast.
0: Right. We'll debate it out and uh, see where we end up with that. So. <laughs> Well, we do get to make your wish come true next week and talk about Finders Keepers. So we yes. got back well, into it.
1: <laughs> two of the Hodges trilogy, and I am stoked.
0: Awesome. Okay, well, I will talk to you then.
1: All right. Thanks, Kayla.
0: Okay, bye. For more of our Stephen King adventures, please follow us on Instagram at The Year of King.